Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold, Post Calver Gold, your trusted feeding partner for your dairy herd this spring on C103. Hello and welcome to this week's Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Carberry announced their 2020 results this week. We hear about farm sustainability in the West Cork-based company. IFAC published its annual farm report and it looks at how the sector coped during the pandemic. Three Cork businesses were among the winners in the Irish Food Writers Guild Awards this week. We hear from Carrie Gilline in our Cork Macro Roundup. And John O'Connor has more on the stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. The closing date for the Beef S and Dairy Beef Calf programme is 26th of April 2021. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConlogue, has reminded farmers that over 12,167 BEEP-S applications have been submitted to date. And the closing date, farmers and advisers are reminded, is 26th of April 2021. That's for the Beef Environmental Efficiency Programme, Dash Sucklers, BEEP-S and Dairy Beef Pilot. Applications to both schemes must be completed online through agfood.ie. Minister McConnell pointed out that the €40 million Beef S scheme is one of a range of measures to support sustainable suckler and beef farming using funding he secured in Budget 2021. Minister McConnell said there had been a strong start to the 2021 Beep S application process with over 12,160 applications received to date. He would encourage any farmer who is eligible to apply and do so in time before 26th of April 2021. Minister McConnell outlined that under Beep S participants may be eligible for up to €90 Euro for the first 10 suckler cow and calf pairs per herd and up to €80 Euro per pair thereafter, subject to an overall maximum of 100 pairs per herd. That's if all actions under the scheme are applied for and completed in full in accordance with the scheme's terms and conditions. All applications must be made through agfood.ie online. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. The Department of Agriculture has been called on to retool its REPS pilot scheme with the Agri-Environmental Farm Payment Scheme in its proposed form set to under-deliver for farmers and the environment. The scheme offers base payments of €4,700 on average on a farmer's first 10 acres and a maximum of €7,000. But Cork South West TD Christopher O'Sullivan says it's too low to entice farmers to participate in environmental and biodiversity protection initiatives. 
Deputy O'Sullivan said it needs to be higher if it's to be meaningful and worthwhile for farmers so they can afford to participate. He's calling for a base payment of €10,000 and further payments to be rolled out based on environmental results. He says the scheme must be open to all farmers not currently in glass and says farming must be made a viable source of income in areas like West Cork where farmland is very marginal. There's an opportunity here to create a properly funded um, agri-environment scheme, uh, a a new rep scheme that um, will do two things. It'll put uh, money in a farmer's pockets, which we spent in the local community. And secondly, it will actually help the environment and improve the environment. Now, what we're hearing, uh, initial soundings are that the um, base rate of pay for this new scheme, for the pilot scheme, is €4,700 with a max payment of 7000 Now, what I'm hearing from farmers is that this is far uh, too low uh, and falls way short uh, of what they expected payments might be. Um, I think what we need to do is relook at this, um, and I'll certainly be speaking to the Minister for Agriculture, to ask him to relook at it uh, and ensure that there's a base payment uh, of in and around €10,000 uh, and then um, further payments based on results uh, that you achieve in terms of habitat protection and environment um, after that. Um, what that then will do is if you if you create a scheme that's worthy of worthy of, of getting into, you will have more farmers will sign up to such a scheme. Uh, you'll have more money going back into local rural communities um, and you'll have a better scheme as well for the environment. So this needs to be relooked at. Um, I know it's only a pilot scheme, but we need to get it right from the very start uh, to ensure uh, that it's effective. So um, I'll certainly be bringing that to the attention of uh, the Minister for Agriculture uh, and make my thoughts known and make the thoughts of the several farmers who've contacted me over the last week or so. Cork Southwest TD Christopher O'Sullivan. The West Cork-based Carberry Group has announced a resilient performance in 2020, having completed its expansion project and reported revenue growth of 5.8%. Despite the disruption caused by the COVID pandemic, revenue increased to just under €460 million across the group. 596 million litres of milk were processed at Carberry's Balanine site, an increase of 5% in milk volume supplied by 1,215 local farmer shareholders. Its major business focus saw the completion of the €78 million cheese diversification project, opening up new markets for Carberry products, particularly in Asia. The focus on achieving ambitious sustainability targets saw an emissions reduction of 4.8% and the Carberry Group continues to work in partnership with farmers to reduce the carbon footprint. Recently, we got an insight into the Carberry Group when Talgusk in the Signpost series ran a feature on the farm sustainability approach at the company. Mark Gibson, Talgusk Connect Ed, was joined by Eva Feeney, Farm Sustainability Manager, and Enda Buckley, Director of Sustainability at Carberry Ireland. Yeah, so I suppose, look, as, as, as Heather said, it's sustainability markets, it's quite varied, uh, and especially given given, I suppose, the, the Carberry Group makeup, uh, I suppose we have the, the dairy and nutritional business um, in Ireland, and then we have the flavours and taste business globally. So it's quite varied, uh, very fortunate to have a very good team. Um, people like Aoife and Orla in, 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 in Ireland and Gavin and Carlene, et cetera, in, in the US and the UK. So it's a mixed bag. Um, and I suppose, um, you know, it's, there's, there's something different every hour, to be honest. Um, the farm piece obviously is, is critical to us. 
Um, but you know, it, it's just so varied. And you know, if you look at the various, I suppose, elements that look up, make up sustainability, you've got the environment piece. That in itself is a huge uh, bank of work. But then you've got the whole social governance and, and uh, people piece as well. So it's very varied, which which makes for, I suppose, um, I, I suppose it's a very interesting job. But plenty of challenges and, and plenty of opportunities as well. I would say a busy role by the sounds of it. And and Aoife, if I could go to you, you're a, a Longford woman uh, in based in Cork, and uh, tell us what about the work that you're doing uh, in uh, with Carberry. I know you're, you're working closely with the, the Chagask ASAP program as well. Yeah, so um, I started with Carberry almost three years ago, and I suppose my role was focused on assets at the very start, so working with suppliers to improve water quality, and I suppose over the last couple of years I've kind of evolved, um, and I'm working with farmer suppliers in terms of our greener dairy program, um, Animal Health Ireland, and I work closely with four West Cork co-ops as well and their technical teams. So really I suppose I'm the, the person on the ground for... Um, getting out on farm and doing farm assessments um, and I suppose implementing any innovations or changes we can at farm level and supporting our suppliers on a sustainable journey. So yeah, just just the ownership, and I'm sure most people are familiar with, with Carby and our location, I suppose, but just to uh, give people a feel for it. So look, first of all, uh, we're owned by the Four West Cork Co-ops. Um, uh, so Bandon, Barry Road, Green Lisa Bard. Like in terms of the of the catchment, if you were to take a straight line, kind of from Castleton there across the Kinsale, and everything south of that basically is is, is Carberry. So we currently have twelve hundred and seven suppliers. Uh, milk is primarily sourced from grass, as is the case with I think all Irish Irish dairy. And I suppose something unique as well to Carberry is you know you know we're we're, we're quite uh, centric. Ninety nine percent of the farmers are within a forty mile radius of the the, the Banline plant. So. Uh, it's a very kind of central model. So group locations. Um, so I touched on it earlier, I suppose, look, we, we, we have a global footprint at this stage. That's really down to the, the acquisition, uh, and, and movement into the flavors business. So our, our, our flavors business is called Synergy and they have locations, as you can see there in the US. So, uh, place called Wakanda is the main HQ in the US, just outside Chicago. So we're in the US, Brazil. Uh, then we're in the UK in High Wycombe, uh, Trieste in Italy, uh, and Bangkok would be our manufacturing facilities for, for Synergy. Uh, the HQ is, of course, Bananine in West Cork. So that's, that's our dairy nutrition business. And we also have a joint venture with um, Barbers in the UK, just outside Bristol. International representat- representatives we have through the likes of Borbia, Arnua, etc. Look, I was asked to kind of give, maybe give a small bit of a origin, maybe in history of sustainability at Carberry. So it goes way back, to be fair. Um, and I, I would say it's innate within cooperatives, to be fair. I think that kind of social kind of engagement and interaction you see with co-ops, you know, really helps sustainability flourish. Um, certainly, and I'm, I'm with Carberry now going in six years, you know, there's a real do the right thing culture, I would say. And I, I'd also made the point that, you know, uh, sustainability, there's a lot of kind of very fancy language used and very, you know, you know, fancy terms. But ultimately, for me, it boils down to doing the right thing. And that's certainly very present in Carberry. And I would probably say in, in co-ops throughout Ireland as well. I think, and this is a personal viewpoint, I think the geography has helped. I said Carberry because we're, we're actually quite small, even in Irish terms. You know, we've we've a, we've a small enough catchment, but what that has done is it's really encouraged innovation. And I've used these terms here. I think added value is something that comes up in conversations in Offlet and Carberry. We have to bring added value because of our size for our shareholders. 
and in future proofing, always looking ahead. How can we protect and bring more value back to our shareholders? That's that's a real motivation for the way Carberry operates. Enda Buckley, the Director of Sustainability, Carberry, Ireland. And he featured along with Eva Fini, Farm Sustainability Manager at Carberry, in the recent signpost series on Tagusk with a feature on the farm sustainability approach at the Carberry Group. Farm Talk on C103. It's been claimed that delays in issuing TAM's approvals, coupled with a COVID-19 disruption, are forcing farmers to reprice jobs and they're finding big increases in quotations. The IFA's Rural Development Committee Chairman, Mr Michael Biggins, said the Department of Agriculture should respond more quickly to rising building costs, especially steel. He said the increases are having a knock-on effect on items such as LESS equipment and meal bins, adding significantly to costs for farmers doing TAM's work. Materials such as steel and concrete had seen steep increases because of problems with supply chains. In some cases, it was alleged, farmers were having difficulty in even sourcing materials. Mr Biggins contended the department's response had been too sluggish and was not reflecting the reality on the ground. He felt it was not acceptable that farmers had been promised either a grant of 60% or a grant of 40% with the department basing their costings on outdated data from 2018 and earlier figures. Michael Biggins said if costings are not regularly updated, the value of grant aid due to the farmer is reduced. The percentage of grant aid is based on the standard or reference cost payable at either the basic 40% grant rate or, in the case of younger farmers, at 60% grant rate. Mr Biggins said it's important that the grant aid broadly related to the actual costs incurred. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The IFA Rural Development Committee chairman welcomed the commitment to review the reference costs by the department, but he said it must be completed without delay and the review must take account of all the data available that he said clearly showed building costs had increased since the last review. And that's part of a statement there from the IFA Rural Development Committee Chairman, Mr Michael Biggins, calling on the Department of Agriculture to respond more quickly to rising building costs, especially steel. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Port Pius says it's hoping three quarters of the Irish food manufacturers who participated in a virtual trade show this week will find a major international buyer. All the main food industry trade shows in Europe were cancelled this year and this presented a major challenge for Irish food exporters trying to find new buyers after Brexit. Exports in the prepared food sector dropped by €28 million in January, in part because the Irish industry exports heavily to Britain. Tara McCarthy, chief executive of Board Bia, says those products could sell just as well in other parts of the world. We see France having an opportunity for value-added meats. We see it having an opportunity for ice creams. We see Germany having opportunities for frozen foods, for snacks, as well for value-added meats. Markets like Belgium, we see opportunities for biscuits, for dairy spreads, for snacks. And the US, we see opportunities for chocolates, for snacks, for biscuits. We've done a lot of research in advance of this to see where is the best gap in the market where we can, I guess, play and win. These buyers need to continually search for innovation. And what we're looking to provide them with is already insight-based products with pre-screened companies that have the capability and the capacity to supply them with, and then have a structured meeting, a 25-minute meeting, but with companies that have already had that capability built for them and with them so that they're really in a position to serve them with immediate effect. Tara McCarthy, Chief Executive of Board Bia. IFAC have published their annual farm report 2021, in which they reflect the views and the opinions of 1,700 Irish farmers. John O'Connor joins me to discuss the report. And John, you've noted some interesting findings, including how we've been coping with the pandemic. To start, what was the feedback on how the Marts and their farmer clients coped during COVID? Well, Barry, the IFAC survey revealed the ever-increasing role of technology in farming. Over 70% of farmers said they wanted online buying and selling in the marts to continue post-pandemic. Understandably, in general, the impact of COVID would have been negative. The rise in social isolation and the loss of community engagement linked to accelerated adoption of technology was evident from the answers given to the IFAC questionnaire. 7 out of 8, 86% of farmers said broadband was now absolutely essential. Time and time again, the urgent need for improved broadband was stressed for business and banking. One in two, that's uh, 52% of farmers, use herd and breeding software on their farms, the IFAC uh, survey found. John, what attitude is being taken to the vaccines? Three out of four, 75%, said they would take the COVID-19 vaccine. 19% were unsure and 6% said they were not planning to take a vaccine. And on the issue of the length of annual holidays? 
About a third said they had taken no annual holidays within the last three years or more. Three in four said COVID-19 had negatively impacted on their social life. And two out of five said they did not know who they could call if they needed help or support. And in preparing for the future, like the passing on of the farm, it's been a very topical issue of late. The IFAC survey for the third year in a row showed that farmers of all ages were continuing to put off succession planning. Less than a quarter had identified a future successor, and almost one in three said their farm was not viable enough. And what about the control of finances? Is there enterprise in profit? Three out of five don't complete any budgets or cash flows. Of those who employ non-family labour, only 21% had written contracts of employment in place and only 17% had an employee handbook and less than a quarter know how much they need to have in their pension to provide €200 per week income from the age of 65 on. And John, obviously a mass of detail in the IFAC annual report, which listeners can peruse online on the IFAC website, ifac.ie. A few words, though, about the IFAC farm survey, the composition of the people who were questioned for it. The IFAC survey was conducted across all sectors and all aspects of farming. 91% of respondents were male, 43% were aged 51 to 65, and 37% were aged 36 to 50. Over 70% were sole traders. The sector with strongest representation was beef, followed by dairy. IFAC point out they operate across 30 locations in Ireland, with over 450 people serving 20,000 clients nationwide. IFAC are 45 years in business, they point out. IFAC's Irish Farm Report 2021, titled Growing Your Future, features analysis and tips for each sector, including dairy, beef, sheep, tillage, poultry, pigs and forestry, as well as informative articles and tips on cap reform, technology, the environment, Brexit, succession, farm structures, pensions, hiring, diversification, And last but not least, but very important, farmer well-being. Farm Talk on C103. Welcome back. Minister of State at the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Pippa Hackett, has issued a reminder again this week. The organic farming scheme is open to all farmers who meet the eligibility requirements as an agri-environment measure under the Department's Rural Development Programme. Applications must be made online via the agfood.ie portal by the closing date of April 30th next. Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellogue, has advised farmers and advisors the facility to select the later 12-month reduction period for the beef emergency aid measure, BEAM, is now available on agfood.ie. Farmers have until Monday, June 21st to select the later 12-month reduction period of January 1st, 2021 to December 31st, 2021, if they wish. The reference period, July 1st, 2018 to June 30th, 2019, remains the same and participants must still deliver the 5% reduction amount. The new reduction period will only apply to farmers who opt to apply for change. Those currently on track to meet the 5% nitrogen reduction targets can use the original reference period ending June 30th. Chagask advisor Marie Flynn joins us and among other topics, we're discussing BPS, 
While lime is increasingly important to maintain and improve soil fertility, selecting a fertiliser for the next rotation and first the current grazing situation on farms. Past week has made a difference. Grass has been very varied in the last few weeks. Growth has been a little bit poor. So I suppose there is a difference depending when people were entering the second rotation when they got out to grass and animal intakes at the moment. So we do need to walk our farm regularly to make this decision on what to do next. Grass growth has been poor enough, but it is picking up. And the grass model, the most grass model, predicts growth to be at around 45 um, kgs of dry matter per hectare for the previous week. But this is down on what we would expect on average from weeks in past years we would have expected in the mid-50s. So there is a big variation, and this is coming back to when we started the second rotation. So some people started on the 1st of April, and some people are even only starting it up to even today. To to find out how we were fixed, we need to look at the cover coming back on the first field, and um, or else the cover in the next field ahead of the cows. This will tell us how fast or slow we need to go. Are you going into covers of 1,400 kgs of dry matter per hectare? These are all questions we need to ask ourselves. And if we're not, how do we fix this? We need to look at our demand on our farm and see how we can stretch the rotation. Do we need to include silage? Do we need to up the meal? Or are we okay with the grass growth improving? So we want to make sure that we don't drop the average farm cover under 600 kgs of dry matter. And with the good week ahead of us and the weather for next week, we do hope that the temperatures will increase and this will increase growth going forward. After that, people, of course, might be looking at the next rotation, looking at selecting a a fertiliser. So what's your advice there? Looking at fertiliser, I suppose it's important now um, to look at farmers are changing from blanket spreading to behind the cows. So we need to watch those fields that might go for a long period of time without no nitrogen. So we need to keep this in mind. Then the other things we need to look at. So for March and April is a good time to include phosphorus, fertiliser, chemical allowance allow on the farm, as there is a great response rate. We want to aim to build up P fertiliser in March and April, and then we build up K at the end of the year. From now until late June, it is also important to keep sulphur in the fertiliser mix. Target for sulphur is 15 to 20 of sulphur per acre. The derogation deadline will pass this week, and most farmers are receive their fertiliser plants. So it's a good time to look at our fertiliser allowances for the coming year and decide on the fertiliser device. Lime, of course, is increasingly important for maintaining and improving soil fertility in Ireland. Why has that become the way, Murray? So I suppose lime is increasingly more important because it helps increase the nitrogen efficiency on farm, reduce the chemical nitrogen um, requirement, and also deliver on our greenhouse gas emissions. So lime is important for every farmer, but I suppose there has been a new change. Farmers farming over 170 kgs of nitrogen per hectare and exporting slurry and farmers in derogation have a responsibility to hit their liming targets. Nationally, we have large lime requirements on an annual basis, estimated at over 2 million tonnes, to build and maintain soil pH. Over the past five years, lime has increased significantly how much we spread, but we are still only on 50% of our national requirements. We need to aim to go out with lime throughout the grazing season to meet the requirements and spread lime once fields have been grazed off tight and covers are low. Sometimes lime is left to the latter part of the year and if weather breaks, it doesn't get spread. So it is important to know we can go out with lime during the grazing season. For example, if we have 10 acres of ground grazed tightly, we can spread one load of lime. Or maybe if we have the second coat of silage made, there is another option for a load of lime. 
So we just need to keep this at the top of our mind. Schemes are with us very much at this time. Deadlines are looming. The basic payment scheme deadline, 17th of May. So are you getting a lot of inquiries around that one at the moment, Marie? Yeah, so we're getting a lot of phone calls now at the moment. And I suppose we just want to make people aware that we are doing the BPS appointments over the phone now at the moment. So like, if you want to make an appointment, ring your local Chagas office and they can book you into the relevant advisor. And for your appointment then, I suppose, the other thing is we want you to have looked at your maths that you got in the post. Make sure you are happy with all the area that's included in the maths or if any changes need to be made. And then have the other things that you need. Have you your glass measures and maybe do you need to transfer entitlements? Just make sure you're ready with all this information then for the appointment when it's set up. Well, let's look at some of the social media events this week. The webinar has taken over big time. There's lots happening on, on Tagus, and I'm sure there's some detail there for us that you have. Yeah, so I suppose this week there's a Chagas and Instagram takeover next Wednesday, the 21st of April, where Caroline Walsh from Balanasigarty County Car will take us through a day in the life on our farm. And once this is finished, at the end of the day, there will be a live interview at 7.30. You can register for this on the Chagas website. I suppose Caroline... Caroline Walsh was the 2020 Grassland Farmer of the Year, so it will be very interesting to tune in for her for today. Murray Flynn, Tagusk Advisor from Moy. Three Cork businesses have tasted success this week in this year's Irish Food Writers Guild Awards 2021. The nationwide winners include Tom Durkin's Spice Beef in the English Market, Kinsale Mead and the Cork-based Neighbour Food. The IFWG says the pandemic has helped shine a light on the incredible, resourceful and innovative food products available in Ireland. The awards celebrate local producers and food heroes all over the country. Well, Jack Crotty is involved with Neighbour Food and says he's delighted to win an award. Absolutely. We're over the moon. It's, it's a really prestigious group of awards and it's it's amazing and we're really chuffed and we're really proud as well of everybody in our network every host every producer and every customer the award is very much in reference to everybody who helped grow this network to where it is now maybe you could tell us just a little bit about where it all began jack well it began in cork um i have been a food producer i've been making food and selling food for many years about eight years at the farmer's markets and neighbor food came as an idea for a different way for people, I suppose, smaller producers who aren't quite at the retail level yet to be able to have a taste of retail and have opportunities to reach customers in a different way without kind of overcommitting themselves to big growth. And what's involved with Neighbour Food? How does it work? Well, from a customer's point of view, you go onto our website, neighbourfood.ie, and you find your local market. The idea is, is that there's a different collection point in different parts of the country and different producers supply into that collection point. So in Cork City, you would shop on neighbourfood.ie forward slash Cork City. There's a number of producers that deliver in there for the collection on a Wednesday and you can order any time up until Monday night at midnight to get your order in. Our software then sends the orders out to the producers who drop the food to be collected at five o'clock on a Wednesday evening at the depot there. And what kind of produce are we talking about? Well, we're talking about anything that's produced locally or anything that's uh, not produced that needs to be imported, such as olive oils and wines and things like that. But anything that's that's produced in Ireland is, is sourced or grown and, and purchased from the customer directly from the, the basic primary producer. So farmers, the most common things we'd sell are, are veg, fruit, meat, bread, eggs, dairy, these kind of things. And how would COVID have affected the business? Neighbour food grew and and we got a lot of new customers and we got a lot of new producers. It really just sped up the work that we were doing 
um, in a very accelerated way and it opened us up. But of course, it was very uh, tough, tough work for everybody and for all of the hosts who managed. So each one of our collection points is managed by a host. You know, for them, maintaining social distance and organizing everything. And then for each of the producers who had to get out into the world and drop and, and keep going. You know, it was it was not an easy time, but I suppose we're very grateful that it that it did have um, an opportunity for us to be able to show the two years of hard work we'd put in prior and let it actually work properly for people. And an outstanding achievement now from the Irish Food Writers Guild. If people want more information on Neighbour Food, where can they get it, Jack? Well, neighbourfood.ie is our is our basic site, but we have I actually couldn't even tell you off the top of my head, but we have collection points in Douglas and Middleton, Watergrass Hill, Carrigaline. Passage West, one opening soon in, in Bishopstown, and then also outside of the city in, in Kinsale, Lizavard, Bantry, Valady Hob, Skibbereen. I hope I didn't miss any, but lots in Cork. Our next award winner is Tom Durkin, renowned for his spiced beef at the iconic English market in Cork City. It's a super one to win, because it's not a competition we enter or anything. It's just the food writers get together and come up with um, finalists for this, I gather, and they just picked me. And I went straight to the top, thank God, but we're producing good stuff for a long time at this stage. So tight we got recognition for it, I suppose. I was just going to say, Tom, it should be no surprise to you for the product that you have, but do you enter a lot of competitions or, or would your name be put forward for competitions like you mentioned? Well, on this occasion, my name was just put forward by a food writer. Um, primarily, the only thing I enter really is the Blossom Heron Awards, and we've won gold, silver and bronze there over the past two years, so... Spice beef is definitely good stuff at this stage. We know that, you know. It's a taste of Christmas every day of the year. Do you find that there's a market there for it all the time, Tom? Is it sustained then, you know, 12 months of the year? Oh, it is without a shadow of doubt. Sure, we're selling it through our shop here in the market, neighbourhood food, online, and through Super Value Nationwide as well, going right throughout the year in all those places. How is business in general, say, at this time of the year? And having gone through the, the COVID as we've done over the past year, you know, the changes that we've seen in that, how's it been for you? It has turned our business upside down. And it's like starting a new business there a couple of months back. It's all orders online and it's just totally different to the retail we were doing. But look, we're getting to grips with it slowly. So in general, we're very busy. We cannot complain about the business we're doing at the moment. Uh, different times during the pandemic things went very bad but in general we're doing very well and spice beef is still selling exceptionally well throughout the year even in the summer months now it's still going well winning an award from the irish food writers guild what does that do for the product and the business well it promotes the product and it promotes the business by people who have no uh hidden agenda you know they're just looking for good food in ireland and they found it in spice beef Kate Dempsey joins us now from Kinsale Mead and the award is for their wild red mead, Merlot Barrel Aged. The uh, award um, recognises, I think, the I guess the, the the journey that we've gone on and the the kind of the innovation and um, how we how we brought kind of um, um, the mead, which is an ancient drink, into the modern world there. Um, and and the the food writers there, they're out there, they're looking for people working. 
um, bringing up new things um, from from old recipes, old traditional recipes, and I think Mead really hit the spot there, and we're delighted with that. Yes, it is one of the ancient recipes of old Ireland, isn't it? Uh, mead. Maybe you could just explain <laughs> yeah. to us what a mead is. Yeah, yeah. So, so mead is uh, it's actually the oldest alcohol in the world, which is quite amazing. Back to at least six and a half thousand BC in China, they found some um, in a grave. So it's always been a special drink, but in Ireland. We've traced it back as far as we can see um, back in the archives to at least the fifth century, um, and uh, that's back to St. Molliga there, a Cork saint um, who was a, an Irish monk, and he ended up in Timaleague, um, and he brought the honeybee into Ireland, and we think he brought the mead as well. So monks and mead and, and, and merry men, I think um, we've been working with honey and mead ever since in Ireland. It, it's woven through the history. It's a fascinating um, story. Um, it, it goes into, say, even the legends of the children of Lear. Um, they talk about drinking mead from um, made from honey and hazelnut um, from from special um, mead drinking vessels called a mesa. Yeah, everybody's picturing now what it would taste like. How would you describe what mead tastes like, Kate? Our meads, we, we make them just off dry. Um, uh, just because they're made from honey, uh, we ferment most of the sugars out so that they're not a sweet drink or, or not all of them are, are a sweet drink because we want to have it with, with some of the amazing food that we have in Ireland. Um, so the pure honey one really tastes of the nectar that the bees have been foraging for that particular honey. So our Atlantic dry would be orange blossom. And then we all, but we also have an Irish mead, which would have been the first Irish uh, mead made from Irish honey in about 200 years. And we use um, West Cork honey for that from um, an amazing beekeeper called Paul Kelly um, out in Ring near Clonakilty there. And that's like the flavours of the hedgerows uh, around West Cork in the summertime. So it's all hawthorn, um, blackberry blossom, and he's, he's got walnut trees as well, so there's a little bit of nuttiness in there. And that's a semi-sweet drink, so it'll be you know, a sipping drink after your dinner. Yourself and Dennis have been four years at this, have you now? Was it 2017 when you set up Kinsale Mead? Yeah, that's right. We sold our first bottle in September 2017. It's been a, it's been a real learning experience. I mean, it's very hard work. Um, anybody setting up um, a new business, um, we'll, we'll, we'll relate to that, all right. Uh, but it's really been really interesting. We love working with with um, local businesses. We get um, black currants for our um, for our fruit meads. We get them from Des Jeffers in in Ballykelly Farms in Wexford. So they're so full of flavour. The Irish black currants are are to be eaten, to be believed, really. Uh, and we just love working with with the local businesses, doing collaborations and so on. We've yeah we we have a chocolatier down in Kinsale called Coco's and he does dark chocolate and mead um, together and it's just fantastic. Kate Dempsey, Tom Durkin, and Jack Crotty, three Cork businesses that have tasted success in this year's Irish Food Writers Guild Awards 2021. Farm Talk on C103. The recently published blueprint for the development of the Irish rural economy and society emphasised the importance of providing efficient broadband and communication systems to facilitate people considering leaving the bigger urban areas to relocate operations in rural centres and in many cases work from home. 
Although not to the fore in the blueprint, dairy farming would be one of the key pillars in the rural economy. The Taoiseach Mr Michal Martin was reminded recently by the IFA leader Mr Tim Cullen. The IFA president reminded the Taoiseach that 17,000 dairy farmers support over 40,000 indirect jobs across processing, haulage, sales and services. This employment, he said, was in areas throughout the nation where employment prospects were limited and purchasing power lower. In 2020, dairy exports amounted to 5.2 billion euro. Mr. Cullen said that for every one euro of dairy product exported, 90 cent is spent within the Irish economy. In contrast, he claimed, just 10 cents per one euro exported by the multinational sector is reinvested in the Irish economy. The IFA leader was commenting against the background of the recent outcome of a judicial review in respect of a major dairy processor's peak processing capacity issue. The result of the judicial review, initiated by Antashka, had caused much debate and controversy in the farming sector and beyond. The IFA president declared the Irish dairy sector was a good news story and of key importance to the rural economy. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Tagaska reminded people the nationwide virtual forest walks via Zoom continue until April 21st, focusing on the management of young forests. Each Tagus Forestry Advisor is hosting a webinar in their area, focusing on local forest management needs, demonstrating why it's essential to care for young forests. Online forest events are aimed at landowners who've established a new forest in recent years and at landowners considering planting some land. Local events online are more relevant to the location of your forest. And for more details and to register, go to tagusk.ie forward slash virtual forest walks. Next, we hear from Daniel Leahy of Carewswood Garden Centre in Castle Martyr. Nearly everyone's resorted to a little gardening during the COVID pandemic and garden centres are seeing a huge boost in business. Weather's forecast to change a little again this weekend. The nights have been cold as well. So Daniel has been passing on some useful tips to C103's senior news reporter, Fiona Corcoran. The best thing to do if you've kind of gotten ahead of yourself planting um, like young lettuces or seedlings or any soft tender plants, you can get a fleece, like a horticultural fleece, and like maybe just a couple of bamboo canes, and you can almost create a tent uh, mm. over it, and this will protect it from um, any severe frost. Try and make sure that the fleece doesn't touch the leaves because the frost will get through it. Um, and if you are even some straw, and you can uh, bulk that around any uh, freshly planted uh, summer bedding or any young vegetables like that. And is there anything in particular that doesn't need to be protected then or should we be putting these fleeces uh, on everything? Absolutely. No, no, not at all. It's just, um, so it'd be people who kind of got ahead of themselves a little bit with summer bedding and the fine weather. It was just, it might be it's a little bit early to be planting it out, but some people have put it out anyway. So it, they'd be quite tender to, to a frost. And also young veg, like uh, uh, lettuce uh, seedlings, uh, Annual, uh, annual basil, stuff like that, some uh, soft and tender uh, herbs, and um, any of those kind of young plants, hardy shrubs and stuff like that, there'll be no need. Have you got any advice for plants that people should be planting now? Because obviously we're still, there's still an awful lot of people at home and garden centres are probably the only thing that are open at the minute. Um, do you know when people are still going out to their gardens? So have you got any advice on things that would um, be a good plant to plant at this time oh, of year? absolutely. This, this there's loads to do in the garden. Um, like now is a, an ideal time to be sowing seeds that you could be uh, you could be sowing your summer bedding seeds yourself. 
you can be sowing still your lettuces and vegetables like that from seed. Mm. You can be preparing the beds also, getting them ready for planting out. Um, the, the more you prepare the soil, the better results you'll have, you know. So um, there's, there's absolutely loads to do. Like you can still plant trees and herbaceous perennials and shrubs. Um, it's just the, the tender uh, things we'd be cautious of. Over the last year, um, I know a lot of people are at home and gardens have been a big thing. Have you noticed a huge increase in the amount of customers garden centres are getting? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it's great to see the younger people getting involved mm. as well. Like uh, the first lockdown, it was all about just, you, you could feel the tension. Parents were just getting stuff to occupy the kids. But now they're coming back and they enjoyed it last year. And you can see the same uh, or see the same voices and names coming through, and um, you know they they obviously got into it, and now they're they're doing more now this year. They learned a bit last year what what worked, what didn't work. So it's I think it's been the saving grace for a lot of people. You know, it was the only escape essentially. So um, it's it's been very good. Daniel Leahy of Carewswood Garden Centre in Castle Martyr in East Cork. For our weekly update on MACRA events in Cork now, Joanne O'Leary from Carrigaline joins us. We are a club of over 60 members, with each one bringing their own fair share of enthusiasm and raw talent, which has contributed to the club's success over the last six decades. Beginning in 1960, our members placed firm roots within the community, building friendships with key individuals who had strived to make the club a success. And since then, each top table has instilled in each member the give-it-a-go attitude. Last year, we would have celebrated our 60th anniversary, and we are hoping, when time's allowed, that we will be able to celebrate with all of our friends. Cargley Mocker has hosted many events in its time too. We've hosted several New Year's Eve balls in the Rochester Park Hotel in Cork, which were enjoyed by members all over the country. We have also hosted many agricultural talks. We even managed to trend number one on Twitter at one stage. Each event we've hosted has allowed the club to spread its message far and wide and instill in every person that we meet the give it a go attitude. We have turned our hand to almost every marker competition there's ever been. And we've even managed to pick up some silverware in the process too. These include national winners in impromptu debating, national public speaking winners and finalists, national drama competition finalists, capers, national semi-finalists and Know Your Ag national finalists to name a few. All in all, Caroline Mocker brings a sense of belonging to all its members with friends sewing relationships that will last a lifetime. It's a club I'm proud to be part of. It is our members that have made the club what it is today. From that evening on the 18th of March 1960, Chairman Peter Thompson said that he hoped that our branch would be a strong and successful one. We in Cargline Mocker are proud to have kept the tradition and the give it a go attitude strong and true in all that we do. We are always looking for new members to join so please feel free to reach out on any of our social media channels instagram um, or facebook um, or feel free to sign up on mocker.ie and select cargley mocker as your club and we would be delighted to have you on board with us 
Joanne O'Leary, Secretary, Carrigaline Mockery Club. Now, three Cork Mockery Clubs have made it to the final of this year's radio drama competition. Ballon colleague, Glenmire and Clonakilty are joined in the final six by Killarney, Ballylanders and Callan Mockra. The players are being released on the Mockra and the Ferrama podcast. And if you'd like to hear them, head over to Mockra's social media accounts for the link. Thanks to John O'Connor for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahady. Thank you for listening. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Calf Milk Replacer. Offering a wide range of calf milk replacers to suit your calf's needs. On C103. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.